0: Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. Uh, and I, just before I start introducing these guys, I want to make sure and plug our, our other programs or other shows on Revolver Broadcasting. Uh, you're welcome, Alan, on oh, on programs. it programs. Uh, I know it goes right through you. He'll, he'll get me back with Yield later for sure.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so to my left here, we've got the host of Laughing Libertarian Alan McFarlane. So you want to make sure and go over to that show. Just like with this show, you want to comment, 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 share, like, all that stuff. um, No kiddos with that one. No. Kiddos with this one, no kiddos with that one. Just want to clarify. Uh, And then across from him, we've got our good friend who's going to tell us what kind of show we're going to have real quick.
2: A really big show. All
0: right. (laughs) He's the man. So, yeah, we've got got Louis Rodriguez over there, and he's uh, got his new show, uh, Rodriguez Rants. Uh, we're gonna try to get episode two together this week and and get it out there for you guys for your enjoyment and uh, I Louis what do you what do you recommend uh, it was maybe a PG thirteen on your show I think whatever yeah. goes yeah yeah so yeah maybe not the kiddos <laughs> with that teenagers iffy. It's up to you. You you, you pre-screen.
1: <laughs> Keep the kids away.
2: <laughs> you
0: heard it here, folks. First, folks. Uh, <laughs>
1: if only CNN would tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they can't. <laughs> <laughs> they got those baskets to worry about. <laughs> we talked about it last week. Um, so bringing the message this week, we've got Mr. Bo Brummett. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, there, we go. there we go. So I'm really excited about having you back, Bo, because I'm, some people out there know from watching the, the show that you haven't been ba- here since episode two. Mm-hmm. So this is monumental. 20 episodes <laughs> later, you, you got your, your health about you good enough to be here. Yep. And uh, uh, I've been hyping it up all week. I've been telling everybody that I, that meets eyes with me. You know, just random people in the store. Hey, did you know that Bo's gonna be on the podcast this week? And they're like, get away from me, crazy man. (laughs)
1: What's wrong with you? But they went home and probably told people at their house about the crazy man inevitably telling them about Bo. And they were
0: like, Oh yeah, Faith Family Politics, I know that guy. Telling the crazy man about a crazier man. Right? (laughs) Crazy uh, Man
1: Inception. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Crazy man within
3: a crazy man within a crazy man. (laughs) I love it. I just watched that for the first time. Nice.
0: So it, it, like it makes river perfect river. sense.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so I uh, hear you got a title for us. Yeah, we're going to um, be trying to answer some questions that Louie threw out a couple weeks ago, just kind of about the Trinity. And um, I was watching the the video, and I noticed that as soon as he said the Trinity, something jumped in me. And I had been really working on the understanding some things about the Trinity for about the last three weeks. It's been like my sole Bible study focus. And so I just wanted to kind of share some stuff that I found out, some stuff that I found in the Scripture that excites me, because I love the concept of the Trinity, and understanding it better was a huge game-changer for me. It really kind of helped me understand things a little better and then when I read my Bible, with that context in my mind of knowing what all that's about, it reads differently, and the story gets more beautiful. And so I just want to share that. Just kind of something for people to pay attention to and maybe answer some questions. It's kind of a whole mystery, the Trinity is. There's a mystery aspect to it. but uh,
0: So is a mystery of the Trinity?
3: Well, you could call it that. Yeah, I guess the title would be Mystery of the Trinity. We're just, you know, Trinity questions and answers, and we're just going to talk about that topic.
0: The Trinity. Explained. Yeah. Well, as much as I can explain (laughs) it. (laughs) Cool. Why did
1: that have, like, the unsolved mystery music playing in my head? I have no idea.
3: (laughs) I
0: think that's your cue, Sterling. Play that weird music.
4: There we go. (laughs)
3: thank you sterling that was funky music yeah
0: so uh anyway yeah let's pray yes sir
3: lord we just thank you for this opportunity to um get to talk about your word god i pray that you take me out of this context don't let me speak words that don't come from your word god help me to um maybe help somebody with a deeper understanding of you. We thank you for all the things that you're doing. We thank you for this opportunity to get to spread your word and to talk to people. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Okay. Um, okay. Now, the Trinity, everybody kind of has the same understanding when they when they get saved or when they hear about the Trinity, okay? it's Everybody has the same concept in their mind. There's there's God, then there's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, they're all one, but the Father isn't God, or the Father isn't Jesus, Jesus isn't the Father, the Holy Spirit isn't either. There's a separation in Scripture. So everybody gets the understanding of the father and the son, but the Holy Spirit always messes them up, and so people kind of transfer. and And this is my own, my own experience. When I first had the understanding of, I got the Holy Spirit, is I got saved. I got a ton of goosebumps. My life changed, and there was something different about me. So, about somebody's like, well, the Holy Spirit's in you. Well, that's. That's wonderful. So there's this thing inside of me, but what is that thing? I mean, really, how do how do you how do you describe what that is? Um, so that's kind of the mystery part about it. A lot of people, you know, the Holy Spirit—they'll speak in tongues. That's the Holy Spirit, and there's all these signs of the Holy Spirit, but understanding what the Holy Spirit really is. I think is something that we really need to focus on. So we have to understand how they come up with the word Trinity because it's not in the Bible. Okay? Historically, a lot of people will say, well, the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D., they come up with the concept of the Trinity, and that's when it was first kind of brought out, and that's what they believe. But they declared that as a, tr- as a truth, but they declare that as a truth because it was true in the Bible. The Bible is the one that describes the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so there's three persons. You have to understand that if the Holy Spirit is a person, it's equal. It's part of the Godhead. And so a lot of people think it's all Jesus. It's all the you know the Father, Jesus. People don't really give the Holy Spirit the credit for what it's for, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, most people have an understanding of, like, the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. and Showing up, and people speak it in tongues, and there were signs, and there was miracles. and and um, But there's more. That Holy Spirit come from the very beginning of time. The Holy Spirit and Jesus are in Genesis 1-1, all through the whole Bible. So the whole book is describing who the Father is, who the Son is. Um, Instead of Trinity, I like to try to use the term Godhead. You know, how do you explain the Godhead? So when they was trying to understand what the Godhead was, I went and I I looked through, Man, I went through Arthur, Arthur, R.C. books. I did research on some of John MacArthur stuff. Every sermon that I could get my hands on, trying to understand how the word Trinity got here. Yeah. Because that's a game changer. Some people, I mean, you know, they're like Jehovah's Witness, they totally reject the concept of Trinity. They believe there's one God and Jesus was just a person who died, that God killed, and the Holy Spirit is like a force, like um, electricity. So not
0: not Star Wars. Got it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Like electricity, uh, the wind, thunder, or or lightning, rather. You know, uh, things that are a force. So the concept that the Holy Spirit is just a force a lot of people kind of get hung up on that and they just kind of like, well, that force is the force that I felt when I got saved. And that's just, they just write it off. And so I wanted wanted to understand how they got that. So a pastor by the name of Sinclair Ferguson, he gave a description, and I hope that I can do it justice, um, explaining it. It's almost word for word for what he said because I couldn't, think of a way to make it more understandable. And it's kind of hard to understand, but I'm hoping people can just listen to this and pay attention and get used to it. So the understanding is, okay, if there's three beings and one essence, okay, essence comes from the Latin word esse, which means to be. So meaning he is one being. So that kind of gives you that focus. But When he was explaining what the church in, like, 325, the early church, you have to understand in the Bible their mindset of what they were going through. They were coming out of a time where they were only believed monotheistically in the Father. They were Jews, predominantly, you know. So they had that understanding. And then they had to wrap their head around... Jesus, I mean, think about it at the time. I and mean, We read in the Bible, and it's confusing, but think about those people there. It was like, okay, he's doing this. He says he's God. we always believed that God. Now he's saying that he's the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is, I mean, and they were confused themselves. And so they had to approach the language of the Bible to a way that they could explain to their people exactly what Jesus and the Holy Spirit was about so that they could have an understanding. And so this is a quote best I could get from Sinclair Ferguson. And this is just a wonderful, wonderful thing, if if I can do it justice. He said, You always have to ponder the early church's mindset and approach. So to them... God made us in his own image, and because we are in his image, there are things about our life as well as our world that reflect who he is and what he is like, okay? So they had the privilege of using language that's terrestrial, that's something that people can touch. Okay? So they had to use easy understandable language, okay? Because they don't have any other language to describe what's going on at the time. I mean they, this was all new to these people. okay? Okay, So they legit they legitimized the concept of the Trinity by the fact that we are created in the image of God. And because of that, we can speak about him. We are his image, so we have a right to speak about him. So it's to them; it wasn't, it wasn't heretical to speak of more than just the Father. To them, talking about Jesus or mentioning the Holy Spirit—that that's a death sentence to a lot of these people. If they if they're found out, I mean, there's you're, there's a lot going on. A lot of people just—it's not like. The Jesus movies, you know, they they had a really rough way, a really tough battle. Okay, so they have because they're created in the image of God, they get to speak; they can speak of Him. It says, but when they use that language, in the sense that there is a connection between us, because we are images, we are persons, and we see in Scripture there are so many statements. That are made that define God as personal, as personal to us. He's a person. Um, the Holy Spirit is a person. Say, the early church would do this and they would use these terms. And that was to use language that was terrestrial to explain the celestial, but that language was open to the language that God used in the scripture describing himself. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a lot to really take in when you think about it, but it makes sense that they would have to have a more prominent way of making people understand that at the time, you know, the Messiah is returned. It, it, prophecy is fulfilled. They have to understand that. So you have to put a personhood to those those things. Okay. Um. So. Okay. When it comes to the Trinity, the first and I always first question that I would ask myself when I think of it is how can I believe something that I can't see written in Scripture? That's a big thing. A lot of people, you know, I can't see that in Scripture, so I can't believe it. Okay. Okay. So I'm. I'm going to jump over here to uh, John 16 verse seven. And it's it's really clear. Jesus, Jesus, this is Jesus talking. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. So the helper is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you. So that shows that personal connection. It shows That he's sending him, and it's a, it's a him, it's a person, it's a thing. It does, it, it's not it, I'm not sending it towards you, I'm sending him, the Holy Spirit. Um, okay, John 14, 16, it talks about another helper. Um, and so it's showing that he will be with you, so that shows a relationship. So, how can I describe that? Um, okay, people have relationships. I have a guitar, I can have it with me, so it's with me, but I can't have a personal relationship with it, because it's not alive. Same thing goes with, with here, but if I go, I will send him to you, I will send him to you. So when you think about that, he's with me, the guitar is with me, but he's going to send him to you, you can't send that. It shows a personal connection.
0: The way, I, the way I was able to get my head around it, or try to get my head around it, was I was thinking, like, uh, in martial arts, uh, you have uh, mind, body, and soul, mm-hmm. right? So I was thinking, like, God is the mind, the, the creator, the all-knowing, right? And then Jesus being the body, because he was also God manifested in the flesh, but, you know, still his own person. Essentially, and then you have the Holy Spirit, which would be um, the soul. So, but they're three in one, but also separate in that way.
3: Yeah, we're trying to define that separation so we can understand what that separation is.
0: Because that's the only way I could get my head wrapped around it. Because I was like, oh, well, how does that? How does that work? I
3: mean, yeah, yeah. I've been (laughs) I've spent years wondering how that works, and and so I just have to I have to believe that and I do believe, I don't have to, I do believe, that everything in this Bible is God-breathed, God-inspired, infallible, inerrant, it is the Word of God. This is the story of who we are and who made us. And understanding that and trying to have a better total understanding of the book is the goal that we should have. We we can't always just pick words and phrases. We have to really kind of try to dig deeper. All right, so I'm trying to um, explain like a personhood of Jesus. Okay, John 16, 8 through 15, it talks about how the Holy Spirit brings conviction. talks about how he guides you in all truth, and when he guides you in all truth, you have to understand the context back then. When you say guide you in truth, it is a concept of there's no GPSs. You had to have somebody get you and guide you. have to have somebody put you where you need to be in that aspect. And so if, it, if he's hearing and he's speaking, only people can hear and speak. That's pretty exclusive. Um, talks about he will guide you. And he, in that essence, it's a masculine pronoun. So it's pretty clear that him is a distinct, separate person. In Luke 12, 12, um, this is Jesus. He says, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Stand- When you ponder that, he will teach you. The wind can't teach you anything. Lightning can't teach you anything. There's no impersonal force. It's a person. There's a person. There's a distinct understanding of there's three separate people or persons. In Romans 8.26, the Holy Spirit prays, and he is... Okay, hang on. I got to read that one. Isaac twenty six. There really is a method to my madness, planned or not. He will find it. <laughs> this is a new Bible. I'm trying to break it in, isn't
0: it? Right. How are you feeling about this, Louis? Are you soaking it in?
2: Yeah. It's
3: like there's, speak- just, there's just so much. Yeah.
0: To it's like piece by piece, right? Like a. You're trying to put the puzzle together, and you have to get yeah. it all just right.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, I have to understand, and I want people to understand that that the big question, everybody understands the Father and Son, but they don't fully grasp the Holy Spirit. and That's, that's kind of what I want to kind of help people understand better. Right, yeah. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words this is this particular verse is something that um when i was sick i really tried to understand um got a feeding tube you can't talk or you could barely talk um i couldn't i had nothing else to pray i was prayed out And you always think in your mind, you know, God doesn't want to hear me whine and groan and complain when my life is horrible. But this is something I always thought was beautiful. It says the Holy Spirit takes our prayers and basically it says he perfects them and gives them to the Father. So when you really think about that, no matter what you're going through, no matter how bad you feel, when you can't pray, when you feel like there's nothing left to say, if you just sit there and groan towards God, the Holy Spirit takes that. He understands what's going on with your mind, what's going on with you. And he hands that to the Father, and it's perfect. Your worst through him is perfection. And to me, that meant a lot because I always thought that my my lowly life, my lowly prayers didn't mean anything. Right. Well, I think a lot of people get trapped in that or they lose faith because I wanted this and I prayed for this and God didn't do this. And then, you know, some. Oh, my kid died or, you know, something horrible. And it's just, they just don't understand that if they're saved, they have an intercessor there. They have the Holy Spirit that t- breaks down your trash <laughs> and turns it into something wonderful, you know. Um Yeah, Louie and I have had those those very
0: discussions about, like, you know whether or not he hears us when we're when we're praying and like how does that message get received what, what's the pathway between us and god you know you know through through jesus is you know when we're, when we're praying so that that's uh interesting that you would put it that way because that's something we talk about we've talked about a few times actually so uh, that's yeah, answering uh, another question yeah. <laughs> while you're answering the, <laughs> the original
3: so this is it intercedes for us <laughs> with groanings too deep for words
1: Sounds like the response to most of my dad's jokes. My dad jokes, you know. Oh yeah. Groaning that it's just beyond words.
3: <laughs> In Ephesians 4:30 they talk about Oh, um, we forgot to groan. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> talks about don't grieve the spirit. Yeah. Now, can you make the wind mad? No. So once again, it's... unless
0: you ask a hippie, but, but, but you, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> unless
3: yeah. you're Taco Bell and upwind. <laughs> 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 hey, you brought me here.
0: <laughs> I'm a willing participant in this activity. <laughs> yeah.
3: But but you can't you can't grieve the wind. Yeah, I mean, so that shows personhood there also. Yeah. So, okay, all that's in the New Testament. So, I'm just going to jump back real fast, and and I'm going to wrap this up here here in just a moment. But I want to go to Ephesians four. Eh, come on, Bo, get with it. I just put these new things on here, and I don't. I think it should. New
1: tabbies, huh?
3: Yeah, I should have had somebody else do it because I'm not very good at that. Some of them I was like. <laughs> Trying <laughs> to, it was horrible.
1: Still cleaner than Jensaki's old book. I mean, if you guys looked at those, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. it was miserably bad. she will have to circle back to that
0: one.
3: Huh? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to jump to. I'm going to jump to the Old Testament real fast. Jump to. Jump to the Old Testament. I mean, I, I, most of this I found him in the, in the New Testament. So I wanted, I want to jump back to the Old Testament for just a little bit. You heard of that? Uh,
0: jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> no, no. <What> is it? <laughs> so it's a it's a mat that you lay out on the floor, and it's got all these conclusions that you could uh, jump to.
1: <laughs> Good old kind of like Twister. <laughs> I Met Your Mother reference?
0: Oh uh, well, uh, actually, that goes to uh, Office Space. I think kind of I think, I think they I think they both had. Did they both have it? Yeah, I think they both had it. I think it started with Office Space, but they yeah. Fun reference. <laughs> Either way. <laughs>
3: So in in the Old Testament, Isaiah sixty three, ten, the Holy Spirit's mentioned. It says, "But they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit; therefore, He turned to be their enemy, and Himself fought against them." So I I kind of really, kind of pondered that that grieved His. They're talking about the Father. So they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So in the Old Testament, there's references to the Holy Spirit as well. It's more, it's more than just the, a lot of the New Testament focus that we're seeing. Um, and, and the reason that when we rebel, that we grieve the Holy Spirit, this, this is a, an, something that I wrote down that I wanted to, to really kind of Kind of share, and it's kind of like if you had to figure out what the ultimate goal of <coughs> being a believer is. How would you how would you define that? How would you how would you try to put that to words? And um, so we're talking about things that grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, the reason that He's grieved is because the Holy Spirit is what binds us together it, as. As believers, that Holy Spirit is what binds us to the Father and binds us to the Son. It It's kind of a whole package deal. Um, okay, and he binds us together for the glory of God and for the glory of Christ. So when we rebel, when we go against God's word, we're grieving the Holy Spirit and we're... We're we're diminishing the glory of God when we don't have our focus where it needs to be. Okay, so I put, we as Christians, we're motivated not just by the knowledge of right or wrong, but we're motivated by our love for God and love for the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit that you don't want to grieve. You want to treat your brethren well, and that should be our focus. Okay, that's the mindset of the, of the Holy Spirit. It's driving us to anything. It's driving us away from anything that grieves. He's, he wants us to be better. He urges us. He talks to us. We was talking earlier about but like in your conscience. I think that's one aspect of how he op, how he operates, but it's not the fullness of how he operates. Okay, and that love that we have for our God. You see,
0: Alan, a conscience is this thing where Jimmy Cricket comes and sits on your shoulder and he tells you when you wish upon a star.
1: Exactly, and then you hit him with bug spray. Uh, well, yeah,
0: you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that Holy Spirit is what loves and drives us to do no harm. No harm.
2: The way I see it. A little harm. The way I see it is God put that (laughs) spirit in you to teach you about God and his rules and how to follow him. Once you lose that, that spirit goes away from you because you don't believe in God anymore. He'll come back. Wants you to go back to your religion. Do you believe you can like lose your salvation? You could lose it and you could also get it back. And um I would That's argue, the reason I would God have, puts it, I the would spirit argue, in you.
3: Yeah. Okay, I understand that. But I would argue if you are saved and you have accepted Christ and you
2: have the Holy Spirit, but you have to follow God's rules.
3: You have to follow God's rules. But it's not a matter of, am I always going to do right? Am I always going to do wrong? We're sinners; we're going to fall.
2: That's why the Spirit is there to guide you.
3: He guides, but he never leaves.
2: Well, he will leave if he starts being uh, being an unbeliever.
3: Um, I would, I would have to ask you to show me verse and chapter for that because I I'd,
2: I'd have it's not- in the Bible.
3: Uh, You'd have to you'd have to show me where that's at before I could.
2: When I find it, (laughs) I'd be more than happy to to dig into that because I read it on the Bible not too long ago. Okay, okay. They have a whole thing about the Bible about the Spirit. It's in there. Okay,
3: I'd have to see it. I I have to operate on a little more specific kind (laughs) of. I mean, I get it, but but I would argue that if you okay like okay like so i have i have friends that say well i used to be a christian hmm. you know i used to believe in god I've but heard, I, i've heard that but i don't anymore well i would argue that you like the idea of god you like the understanding of god you like the beauty of god but if you focus on what the word says um you won't waver the Spirit, to me, never leaves. Um, It guides.
2: Yes, he does when guide. you
3: When you go away from God, the Holy Spirit, I mean, I believe that he'll, like, convict you. He will show you where you're wrong. Because we all know where we're wrong yes, anyway. he will.
0: Does he make you pick your own switch that, that we talked about? That? No, I don't think so.
3: <laughs> I don't think so. But I don't think, you know, I, I, I believe it's more of a... Um, If you lose it, you never had it. Because a believer remains in the Word. A believer is switched from a life of not understanding and having that drive, that Holy Spirit indwelled drive to follow God. If you don't have that drive to follow God you have to wonder if you if you're saved and i and, and this might sound and i'm not not trying to be mean or rude but if you don't have a very good understanding of the trinity i would question somebody's salvation if they don't understand who God is cuz can you be can you truly be saved if you don't understand who God is God is the done? only
2: one he is a jealous god and he don't you don't pray no other god but him he's the only one you do pray to and no other god around
3: there is only one god that's right yeah and the one god is three persons
2: well god is well his son that he put down here but god is the main one god mm. is the main one he's the only one you pray to he's the one the that f- is a jealous god he said don't pray again the father uh, no, and the no Son other
3: god and the holy spirit that's what people are god. made
2: over here made up that's what jesus made up when he was down here but god is one and he's a jealous god he don't want you praying to no other god but well him. yeah
3: there's there is only one god i'm not arguing that there's not one god
2: and he's the only one you pray to you don't pray to any other gods or any other spirits or any other saints that are out there?
3: Well, no. No, I'm talking, I'm keeping it within the confines of the Trinity.
2: Okay. I am not.
3: I will never work waver up- outside of there is one God, and he is described in Scripture as three persons.
2: And the Spirit is? Equal,
3: co-equal, co-substantial. That's, that's. God but all one but all one
2: yeah. and the spirit is the one that he puts in you so you could st- so he could teach you the but, word of God yeah he puts it in you he and, puts
3: it in you but i i want you people to understand that the spirit was there at the beginning as well and so was so was Jesus it's it there's more than he just puts it in you, and that's all, and that's well, it.
2: Jesus wasn't there before God. God was there before Jesus. Yes. And the Spirit was there before Jesus. Jesus came afterwards. No. Yes. No. He did. Jesus
3: is the Word, and the Word was in the beginning in Genesis.
2: Jesus was sent down to teach us about and forgive us for our sins, and that's about it. No. And teach us about Scripturally,
3: that. I think that you're a little off base with that I, w- I would have to argue with you on that point
2: well you could argue all you want, but I know that's the truth
3: that's fine yeah. that's fine yeah. we can agree yeah. to disagree I won't yeah. get mad yeah. we have two completely different different views
2: yes we do
0: yeah. but it, it's uh, it's good to have that uh, uh, you know uh, being able to have those completely different mindsets about how you've approached the word or, or mm-hmm. how you've, uh, how you've thought about it, how you've looked at like what, like with the concept to get my head wrapped around it. Like I said, you know, I, I saw it with, with, you know, going back to martial arts. I think Alan remember this when we were kids, we was martial arts together. You know, it was that mind, body, soul thing. It was, that was the only way I could get my head all the way around the fact that they were three, but all one. Cause like if, if you, if you're only using your body and your spirit into something, well then, your your mind is absent, so you're 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 off balance there. You know, it's same mm-hmm. thing with any one of those that are missing, you're you're gonna mess up what you're trying to do is defend yourself, right? Uh, or or others, and I think I think the same thing happens when we're trying to understand God. I Me, mean, that's how I look at it. Is I think it's the same same thing when we're looking at God is like it's all three of those things, mind, body, spirit, or God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, but they're three in one. All together, but they operate together. But they're also separate.
3: Yeah.
0: And that, it's, it's not they're not all tangible in that way, but it's all you know what I mean? Like yeah,
3: yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 there's a so it's, my, there's a mystery to it. But I will argue till my last breath that from the very beginning of the Bible to the very end of Bible the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one and co-equal. And if you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit. Right. And if you have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit guides you to read your Bible and to treat people right, if you focus on that, I think that's a good place for a lot of people to start.
0: Yeah, loving your neighbor as yourself. That those those things yeah. my very biggest, important.
3: One of my biggest struggles is I had to unlearn my traditions of what I thought was my understanding of what that pastor said the Bible meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, I spent my whole life in church, and. I could read, I could quote Bible verses, but I had no understanding of what was being said. There's a difference between reading your Bible and having the mindset that you're trying to find something or you're trying to chase a concept down and people get lost in that when
0: it happens a lot in the modern church.
3: Yeah, and the actuality is it is all one complete solid story from beginning to end, and it's seamless, in it's execution, and it clearly describes all the way through the story of God. And Jesus is part of the story of God, but Jesus refers to himself as what? What's his favorite reference point to call himself? Do you know? He always refers to himself as the well, "son of man."
4: I was going to say,
0: if you ask me, seven-year-old me, you, then his reference point would be "verily, verily,
4: I say unto <laughs> <out of> you," because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he said that a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but "son of man," yes, yeah, so, yeah.
3: Okay, so but, you got I I take what Jesus says about himself as exactly truth. Now, if you take that Jesus says that he is God, he's the Son of Man, He's the Son of God, and co-equal with the Holy Spirit, you you, you can't separate that. Either, either you're in or you're out. I, that's why I don't believe you can fall out. I believe that you can't get you can't get saved and then realize later on that maybe you're not saved, and so you you get unsaved. I don't think it works like that. I think that once there's a switch, that the Holy Spirit dwells inside you, that Holy Spirit drives you towards him, guides you towards God, so you, you have to pay attention to the Holy Spirit, but you have to keep your focus on who he is. And, and it, there's no way that I can see in Scripture. And I will, you've got my, my brain spinning, so I'll probably spend the next two weeks digging Scriptures up, trying to prove you wrong, just because that's what I do. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I invite you to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I love being able to have a conversation where you can actually have a conversation.
2: Yeah, I'm, I, I,
3: There's a lot of scenarios where I go to sit down, like, at a church. Um, I'll sit down, and I'll try to have a conversation on any kind of level like this, and everything is so wrapped in traditions and what they understand it to be and their own feelings about what it says feelings. That's the key word right there. And, and and my, my goal is to (laughs) kill myself every day. It says to die. So if I'm going to die, I have to kill myself every day. So every day I have to slowly chop away who I am and keep my nose in the word and find out who he is. Um, that's what we're called to do. And in the process of that, God shows you who He is. Yeah. And so a lot of people get confused about the Trinity. I don't know yeah, if I, I, I don't know, I don't know if I made it worse or made it better well, as far as diffusion
2: goes, but Me, myself, I only believe in one person. That's God. Nobody else. Okay. God only. I would he's add- my father, and he's the only one I believe in. You, could,
3: you don't believe in Jesus? No. You don't believe in the Holy Spirit?
2: I might believe in the Holy Spirit, but I, would- I do not believe in Jesus. Okay,
3: I would like for you to read your Bible, and I love you enough to say this. You need to repent, and you need to probably get saved. Because if you don't have I an understanding, who Jesus is, no, no, you're not. I believe in God. If you don't, have, a, if you don't have an understanding God. who Jesus is, if you don't understand and accept the sacrifice that Jesus made, that if you don't believe God in put Jesus, him there. God put him there to if you don't believe in the sacrifice God's of Jesus, God really saved.
2: sacrificed them for our sins. Yes, He was put there to sacrifice for our sin, but that's it.
3: Jesus is God.
2: No, Jesus is. Jesus got it. Jesus is not God.
3: Okay. I would like f- to come back sometime and for you to prove your point to me biblically.
2: I know that for proof, a fact. Proof,
3: uh, you can know, for, I know lots of things for a fact. You know, I know my car will probably go up there and start just fine, but that doesn't mean anything. I'm inviting you to show me in the Word of God where it says... That Jesus is not God because it's full of things telling you that He is if God.
2: only one God.
3: Do you believe that He is 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 pure and true and wouldn't lie? He might be that, but He still is God. Jesus Himself said He is God. No. He so didn't. You, if, if you, you call Jesus a liar, Jesus. you cannot refer to yourself as being a Christian. I, sir. I, there's
2: nowhere in the Bible that <laughs> said that Jesus was God.
3: I'd like to ask you to really rethink, read your Bible, and and maybe I, I think the request repent. here
0: is, uh, is for study, and uh, <laughs> I think we'll 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 wrap
4: that it's portion up there. today. Yeah, yeah. a
3: little okay. bit. Let's, let's scratch and, some skin. And, and with that said, no matter what, I I appreciate your view, and I respect your view. I just disagree with you. That doesn't yeah, change my with me. Does change anything about how I feel about you or anything? That's just when it comes to my Bible and about my Jesus. I, I will. My fangs will come it. out. Yeah, no, it's what the Bible says, and I, th- I think it's I believe what it says. It's Not what I believe; it's what it says. well you
2: can't believe everything that the Bible says. You can believe every word of what the Bible no.
0: says. No, well, but I think the we can. I think, we can... Over. Uh, I think, I think Alan year, and I are, year, are ready to, to, to circle the the into the family Bible. portion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's time out. <laughs> the only
1: non-Christian at the table. I'm just watching. <laughs> right?
3: Oh no, no, it's very so, Christian. I said I'm
1: the only non-Christian at the table here. I'm just watching.
3: It's okay to to butt heads. I butt heads with a lot of people. And that's and, okay.
0: And Yeah, and I think it's a good thing.
3: That's how we grow. Um, yeah. If it's not for stuff like that, I don't have the because desire that I, I I should have to really dig in. But I can show you in the Bible. I can sit here. I don't have time to. I could go through here, and I could show you all kinds of places where it's crystal clear that Jesus is God. Yeah, and and button, heads, he is God. Uh,
0: button heads is a very good thing because it allows, like you said, it allows us to grow. It allows us to... Uh, cause, you're gonna go back and you're gonna find some more scripture. Louis gonna go back and he'll 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 study. Like it just puts you further into the Word, right? It gets you more exactly. in tune with God, and so exactly. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good outcome either way. And at the end of the day, we're still uh, gonna gonna give hugs at the end of this episode. Oh, absolutely! I'll, I'll, you know, absolutely. And and
3: I'm I'm yeah. just passionate about. Jesus is God. And the Bible well, says well, that. Period. And I will argue until we get
0: the old Bible. Let's not keep arguing about it, uh, uh, Alan. You got a point there. I was saying <laughs> I was going to say just at the end of all of it,
1: it's both of you are better off because you envelop yourself in the Word of God. Yeah. I mean, you know, regardless of what you're you're looking for, you're still bringing it in. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Yeah, and 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 so we we get more time, I think, especially. <laughs> well, and I think it, I think we could invest more time off camera as well, but. That way we can uh, really delve into it and sure. then we can get, uh, so, um, I kind of wanted to move in the family portion. So, So, uh, today I had an, I had an experience. It was quite fun, quite fun actually. So I had, uh, um, we, we had a half day at work today at my, my day job. And,
1: um,
0: <laughs> so it was, it was quite fun because we got, we got to spend, uh, the, the, the latter part of the afternoon, uh, at a, at a driving range called Topgolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up in Fishers, mm-hmm. uh, Fishers, Indiana, uh, Around whereabouts, I think it's 116th Street. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I follow the GPS. That's whatever. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and so, yeah, we got up there and, and we had some food and, uh, and some fun with uh, with coworkers, and that was really good because uh, we're always in the office and it's like, oh, what's the next order? What's the next thing? We're all stressed about what's, what's how we're going to get all this stuff done in this amount of time. And they're like, oh, well, let this just take a half a day off work? The work's still going to be here when we get back. So
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's nice outside.
0: Yeah, it was nice outside. We got we were we were uh, we had the awning covering us, or the or the, the the next level was covering us like an awning anyway. So we didn't have to worry about the sun in our face. And this skin and sun don't mix. Louie, you've seen me sunburnt. I look like a I look mm-hmm. like as red as this uh, <laughs> microphone here, <laughs> like a lobster. And so um, yeah, we're all sitting there having fun, had food, and and, and I, I hit a few, even though my my foot's been hurting. So I, I, I was able to get like fourteen points racked up. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a good afternoon uh, aside from that, too, because uh, I got to tell uh, a joke. It's not my only go- one and only golf joke. My dad told me this golf joke when I was, I want to say, eight, nine, seven, anywhere between seven and nine years old. So we'll call it eight. We'll split the difference. Um, but I, I remember every word of it. So Moses, you, I've told you this joke before. Moses, Jesus, and an old man, they're out golfing. Do we agree
1: on that? I mean, I think all three of them are old men. but Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) So Moses, Jesus, and an old man, they're out golfing. And uh, uh, it's a par four. So Moses steps up to the tee first, and he smashes it off the tee. Goes way out left. When you know it, it goes right down in the body of water right there, not too far from the hole. Well, Moses being the man he is, he walks right on down there, raises his putter and his hand. And parts of water, he goes down there, knocks it up onto the green, puts it putts it in, one under par. Fantastic. Not to be outdone, though. Son of man, right? Jesus, here he comes. He smashes it off the tee. Once again, way out left. What's going on here? And uh, it's going straight towards that same body of water. And uh, just as it hits the water, it doesn't go in. It just skips across the top a little bit. Just being the man he is, walked out there on the water, knocked it up off the water onto the green, putted it in, one under par. Now the old man, he's grumbling and dawdling and moving his way in, in his own patient way towards the, the tee and finally gets up there and he lines up and he wiggles. And <laughs> crack, like a sound of thunder. He crashes that ball right off that tee. And wouldn't you know it, it's going way out left, just like the other two, right towards that same body of water. And just before it hits the water, a little turtle just pops up, bounces off the turtle shell, goes on over into the sand trap. Oh, well, that's going to be a pickle for this, this old man, right? But wouldn't you know just about that time, a squirrel comes running out of the woods. He runs over, picks up the ball, goes over to the hole, Drops it in hole in one. Moses turns to Jesus and he taps him on the shoulder. He says, "Man, I hate when we play with your dad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they gotta, I got to I got I got to tell that <laughs> I got to tell that three different times, and I ne- I never missed it because because uh, my one of my coworkers he heard me. Overheard me here at the play, you know, do it the other two times. He's like, "You didn't miss a single word of that." <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know, it's one of those things that just stuck in my head when I was a kid. That this this one and only golf joke. I have no others, you know. Um Maybe a few puns, you know. We could tee those off, but, <laughs> um but yeah." That that's my uh, my afternoon. I I don't really have like a story this week for a family, but I thought that was just it was fun, and I got to tell that joke, and I thought the joke was, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of levity to.
1: It was up to par. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good one. <laughs> Where was that buttumps?
1: Come on, uh-huh. Sterling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he said, "Bruh." <laughs> I didn't know what that sound was. At first, I was like. <coughs>
0: Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I think it's originally from Vine. That sound okay. that we found. Yeah, was, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, sorry about this, guys. But uh, Louie had to step away. It was a personal matter. Um, our heart goes out to him. Um, he's dealing with something pretty difficult. So, uh, just pray for him. Let him know that you you, you love him. Hit Comment, and let him give him, give him some love. Give him some love. Let him know that you love him.
1: Definitely, definitely um, do that.
0: And let him know, let him know that you're thinking about him. So. Um, given the fact that we had a personal matter come up in the middle of, in the middle of a show, uh, we went ahead and, um, we pulled an audible, we, we pulled our, hold our producer to, to sit in with us in the Louis spot. Um, and then I pulled my wife, uh, every, I, I've, well, it's a joke around here that I fired her many times from being a producer, but then we've, we every time, <laughs> every time
1: she's produced. She's been fired like five times that yeah. episode. You fired, no, but we have
0: to. <laughs> we had, we had to bring her back, uh, you know. Uh, we have to fill these seats and and make sure that we get this show out for you guys. So, um, like I said, once again, you know, prayers go out to Louis uh, Sterling. Thank, thank you for jumping in, Laura. Thank you for jumping in the producer's chair over there. Um, and uh, like I said, because we're dealing with this, uh, or, or because he's dealing with this, uh, I think I think it's only fair that we that we move on past, not just because I thought my joke was extra funny, but we'll just move on. I
1: just said the joke that closed out the section. Yeah. (laughs) But I think
0: because we have so much to discuss in politics this week and, and, and uh, little time to do it in. Um, so uh, I think we'll, we'll go ahead and hop over there. So fair enough guys. Fair enough. All right, cool. Start the politicking. Politicking. Uh, Okay. Um, so coming from the New York post this week, um, uh, once again, another uh, sad piece of news. A Tulsa gunman, um, Michael Lewis, uh, targeted a doctor who had operated on him. Um, this is, that, was, that was a statement from the, the, uh, the, the officers on the scene. Um, it says, a deranged gunman with a rifle and a handgun who killed four people at an Oklahoma bil- a medical building. Uh, not a hospital. It's a medical building. Um, just to clarify, because there was a lot of reports out there that said it was a hospital. Um, right here. New York Post's got it. It's a medical building. It's, that's not a hospital. Uh, targeted a doctor who previously operated on him and anyone who got in his way. Uh, authorities said this Thursday.
1: The yes. language is interesting. <laughs> operated on him and anyone who got in his way. Doctors walking down the street like, you're getting this and you're getting that. I'm doing <laughs> this on you. But what if that doctor did corrective... <laughs> These are corrective surgery on him. <laughs> Sorry, severely regretting that. I mean, oh no!
0: We're 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 okay. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so um, awful tragedy, obviously. So, but uh, the gunman identified as Michael Lewis uh, opened fire at about five p.m. Wednesday at an orthopedic office uh, on the second floor of the Natalie Medical Building at St. Francis Health System in Tulsa. Um, the police chief, Wendell Franklin, told reporters at a press conference. Uh, Lewis, 45, of Muskegee, went to the hospital on May 19th for back surgery. There we go. Um, which was performed by uh, Dr. Preston Phillips. Uh, Lewis was released on May 24th, uh, Franklin had said. Um, let's see here. I was trying to get to the, let's see, back the, surgery. the, meat of the story. But uh, essentially, um, something that was negated from any of the words here, I mean, I'm, going, I'm going through the article trying to find out, trying to find descriptive here, but something that we see with these um, these shootings, these things that keep coming up at election cycles for some reason it just so keeps... Strange. So, so strange. So um, strange. Whenever the shooter happens to be of a particular hue, uh, white we might call it, um, it's always immediately mentioned. But anything other than that, And, uh, I mean,
1: anything closer to the equator
0: have trouble finding that now, I I don't know what the motivations are there, but certainly these things keep happening. Um, and, uh, the, the Democrats, uh, immediately go through and they have, um, tried to say, well, this is, this is another good reason to get rid of guns. I ban guns. And I'm like, "Hmm."
1: what do you think, Alan? about banning guns. You're going to ask the libertarian how he feels about banning guns? Exactly. I don't know. I I think, you know, I, I don't know the motivation. Did this guy make it or did they put him down?
0: Um I'll, I'll keep reading, but go ahead with your uh, point about banning guns.
1: Banning guns. I had, you know, sorry, I won't make any more jokes. I had I had a joke about, you know, back surgery and not being able to put the bill behind him. But um anyway, <laughs> It's kind of funny. You know, I I posted something about this earlier this week, you know, about the, the wolves eat the sheep, right? So then the sheep take their teeth out. Mm -hmm. The wolves, the wolves eat the sheep. The sheep recognize that the teeth are the dangerous part of the wolf. So the teeth come out of the sheep's mouth while the wolf still has the teeth. Um, You know, if, uh, if banning abortion and making it illegal is going to make it still happen. It's just going to be deadlier and getting rid of drugs. is just going to make it happen and just make it deadlier. Um, getting rid of, Guns doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be soft and squishy. Okay, the, the bad guys are sticking up guns. The good guys just won't be able to protect themselves. We see that every single day in Chicago. So much easier to rob somebody at gunpoint when you know they can't put you at gunpoint. And I will preach that every single day. <laughs> Testify. <Do you>? Testify.
0: <laughs> My word, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to, to find uh, <laughs> uh, complete details here. It um, does show where the officers did go in immediately, so not like Uvalde. Not like Uvalde. Uh, not like it's not Uvalde at small all. Small kids in danger. So, real, the Uvalde really, Uvalde makes me mad. Yeah, it's police dangerous. officers really doing their job. <laughs> For those who don't know what happened in Uvalde the week prior, uh, officers took 45 minutes to an hour before they ever tried to enter the premises uh, because the door was locked.
1: Whatever. Um, well, I saw that two officers tried to and was grazed, and then they backed up to try to make up. You know, try to secure the area, you don't secure the area with an active gunman shooting children.
0: Uh, well, they were also taking the parents and stopping them from going in. They were trying; they were <laughs> arresting parents for trying to go in yes, and no, save their kids. They paper so a, sprayed some parents? So it was actually an, an off-duty officer. It was an off-duty officer that, or not officer? Was it a security officer or officer? I can't remember. I don't want to misquote. Yeah, from what I, I saw, was so he was an officer. officer. Wasn't he I, I mean? So I don't want to. I don't want to It was someone was off-duty from a job that was at least law for law enforcement adjacent, and I'll, and I'll leave it at that. So I don't get banned from YouTube. Uh, Susan Wojcicki. Wow, woo. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, certainly he was, he was law enforcement adjacent. So, uh, but he had, uh, borrowed a, a shotgun or, or a rifle, of some type. And then he entered the premises and he was the one to, to put the gunman down, the active shooter down. Uh, uh, you know, bold and brave, um, not the officers on that scene. <coughs>
4: um,
0: so says so like uh, right, uh, right away they went into I think it was the fourth floor here, or second floor, second floor. Um, they found a lot of f- civilians that were dead, um, four civilians that were dead. Um, it was fairly limited to the building, building second floor. Um, no officers were injured, thank the Lord. Um, the suspect's identity was not released on, on Wednesday, but then uh, later identified as black male believed to be uh, this, this took five pages to get to um, between the ages of 35 and
1: 40. You know, I mean within the first two sentences and I, and I hate to make it a race thing. I try to avoid race at all, all junction, you know, that I can, but it's just, it's insane what media will do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I think anyone who does this, I don't care about their color. I really don't care about their background. I don't care about their sexuality. I don't care about the fact that they did this is just miserable and, and horrible. I don't care about that, but it's the simple fact that you have to notice what the media will do to avoid painting a certain picture. It's incredible. And they wanna keep they want to keep a chokehold on a narrative so then they completely do everything they can and still maintain journalistic integrity by shoving it five pages down. <laughs>
0: It, so, and, and not only that, but, um, it's descriptive. It's just, that's, that's all it is here. It's not about
1: where you came from, who your parents were, what your culture is. No, none it's, of that.
0: None of that. It's just descriptive because Bo, let's say a man took your wallet and he happened to be, uh, purple okay. just for argument's sake. So that way it leaves, it leaves all these odds and ends out. Right. Barney happens to be poor. a purple. Yeah. Or, Barney, or, the purple or dinosaur tall. or tall. Yeah, he was so, tall. well. He's certainly tall. If he's Barney the Purple Dinosaur, he's tall. Right. Jeez. I'm just saying he's tall. Barney okay. the Purple. You're robbed at gunpoint by Barney the Purple Dinosaur. He takes your wallet. When you go to the police officer, you're gonna say, "I was robbed by a dinosaur," or you're gonna say, uh, "No, he was. Uh, he was tall. He was purple, and he was a dinosaur." You know, he oh, me yeah. at gunpoint. Yeah. Right. Because it's descriptive, it's nothing other than that. It, yeah. uh, I don't think that can be argued. And so that, that that's the point being made here, and I think. I will agree there. That's, that's, that's the point being made here. And, and, and hearts, hearts go out to these four victims and, and their families and, um, many, many prayers as well. Um, it's, it's sad to hear about these things. Um, we know they're actually happening every day actually. And the reason they're not sensationalized is because it wasn't an election cycle, I believe. Um, I still can't find anything whether or not the man was actually uh, was actually put down. Uh, was, there I, from, was there something from motive or was any information on that. So he believed that it was the doctor's fault for his pain. That that they did explain rather early on in the uh, yeah, the article. Um, but I'm assuming since the police officers got to him at some point that he was either put down or he was arrested. It doesn't doesn't quite spell it out, but I, th- I think they did put him down. I think. And I won't say that he was or wasn't because I don't have an article to back it up. He's Once either, again, is either he's a room temperature
1: it. or above? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, if he offended the Clintons, God help him. That um. he did it himself. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> to move on to our next article, because like I said, we got still got uh, plenty to get through here. Um, this is coming from the the Western Journal. Um, this, this may bring a little more levity to our discussion today. Um, Pelosi, that's Nancy Pelosi. You remember me talking about how she mm-hmm. irks me. Uh, <laughs> she's distancing, her, distancing herself from her husband's arrest. Uh, f- her first statements mentioned that she had nothing to do with it. Um, so uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi distanced herself almost literally from her husband's uh, drunk driving arrest after a crash over the weekend. A statement issued by Drew Hamill. Uh, a Pelosi spokesman drew attention to the fact that the speaker was uh, a continent away from her husband. <laughs> what well, doesn't mean that wasn't her alcohol? Believe me, um, <laughs> Paul at the time, uh, 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 she was, she was, uh, a continent away from her husband, Paul at the time of the incident. Nancy Pelosi was uh, the speak uh, was the speaker Sunday for the commencement of Brown University in Rhode Island. Um, uh, the speaker will not be commenting on this private matter, uh, which occurred while she was on the East Coast, um, the statement said. According to Reuters, Paul uh, Paul Pelosi was arrested late Saturday night after a two-vehicle crash in uh, which the 2021 Porsche he was driving was struck by a Jeep while trying to cross State Route 29 in Napa County, a region north of San Francisco, uh, famous for being wine country. Uh, There were no injuries, and the other driver was not sighted in the crash. According to Reuters, uh, but he was arrested for drunk driving.
1: They, they say what he blew.
0: Um, now there's some tweet here um, from Lauren Bobert. Uh, I can't I don't say her name right, but uh, she's, um, uh, I want to say a congresswoman. <laughs> um, she's, I know she's. I've seen her at Trump uh, on Trump rallies and speeches and stuff. So. She's someone, okay. <laughs> so forgive me if I I don't have that completely um, wrapped up there. But um, her her tweet says this Memorial Day weekend, remember not to drink and drive, uh, save a life, call an Uber.
1: Nice. Um. I imagine whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. I imagine whatever he blew though, it would be slightly lower. And if he just kissed his wife,
3: I can't. Re- I can't remember where. Oh, where, where <laughs> I heard it. Heard it at bones. Okay. But, it like he just, you know, had an accident and going across the highway. Oh, yeah, they're covering it up. Like but he, like, was going. He was in the opposite lane and, like, blew through an intersection. I mean, there was a lot to it. And he trashed that car and almost killed somebody but didn't. And then he was arrested for it. And they make it kind of they butter it up, make it. Sound all like, right. oh, yeah, you know, he got a DUI, but he was pulled over here. There's a lot more to it. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Tucker. I'm trying to remember who it was I'm talking about.
0: Uh, we're, I think we're all having these memory blotches tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got, uh, yeah, so we have to be accurate. I, I know that there's a lot of things that we'd like to be able to relate to you. And, uh, you know, if, if you see me on the street, you know, like, hey, you know, what was that you were forgetting before? And so we'll Google it together. Yeah, we'd rather um, be
1: accurate. I mean, that's, yeah. that's huge. Um, YouTube can't say anything about it.
0: Or, or uh, Zuckerberg or any of those other evil people. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I woo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um
0: So to move on to our, our, our third article here. Um, still some time
1: left. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, there's, like, there's quite a bit of time left. I had, yeah. I had at least three or four more jokes for Pelosi. Oh, well, you, if you've
0: got more jokes about Nancy Pelosi, then by all means, sir, engage.
1: I mean, it was pretty ironic. <laughs> That he could. Now I'm on the spot, man. These are easy to work in a conversation. But I mean, it's uh, pretty amazing. He couldn't predict where the stoplight was after he made as much money as he did in the stock market. I hate you guys.
0: Um, <laughs> I had to give you like the deer in headlights. <laughs> yeah. Apparently,
1: when his wife isn't telling him exactly when the top of the light turns red, he, uh, he doesn't capitalize. <laughs>
4: Ding 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 I ding ding ding. That
0: was a that's a stock market bell.
1: That was a pity laugh. <laughs> well, you know. No more jokes for you guys. Move forward. <laughs>
0: <coughs> oh my goodness. The 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 kiss joke was rather good. I liked it.
1: <laughs> Let's move forward.
4: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Moving on, moving on.
1: I'm forgetting my previous jokes now. Okay. They're gone.
0: Game on. Um, so, coming from Fox News, um, <laughs> your favorite person, Alan, yes. AOC. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry.
1: Kentucky Derby contestant AOC is what
0: you're <laughs> <rephrasing>. <laughs> uh, Let me rephrase that. Kentucky Derby uh, contestant AOC says she would love to sell her Tesla after Elon Musk Teased her on Twitter. How dare he? Um, <laughs> it's the only thing you
4: Holy. can
1: find that actually has artificial horsepower.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: electric. <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so representative, if you want to call her that, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> nay means nay, Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, is, is considering yeah. ditching her Tesla after billionaire. Um, I just lost half my sound in my ear. My headphones here. Did you? Yeah, certainly. I don't know what happened there. I don't know. One ear fell off. Okay. Well, I can still hear myself in one ear, so I guess we'll keep moving forward. We've had all the, uh, telltale signs of, uh, don't do this. Um,
1: Oh, it's getting done.
0: (laughs) It's going to get, it's going to happen. Um, and you're going to enjoy it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For those listening on audio, I
0: squinted at the camera. Uh, like Clint Eastwood as best I could. Okay. Sterling's so. faces.
1: Sterling's faces are golden here. Yeah. <laughs> like if we have, yeah, if we have any time left after this one, we can just do like six or seven minutes of just Sterling's faces.
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> that that'll be your podcast, Sterling and his faces. <laughs> the many faces of Sterling. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's considering uh, ditching her Tesla after billionaire uh, philanthropist. Uh, What's the, other, what's the other part of that? Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, okay. I, no, my, Elon jokes, Musk, my
1: jokes <laughs> didn't land. I'm
4: staying
0: here. <laughs> All right. Uh, consider me on punch out then. Um, so Elon Musk teased uh, her on Twitter last month. The progressive squad member and Green New Deal advocate purchased a Model 3 Tesla in 2020, but it seems she's looking to sell the electric vehicle after Musk poked fun at her in a Twitter dust up between the two. <laughs> in does stuff to hear it yeah. described that way. I so, <laughs>
1: especially, especially coming around the first corner, you put up a lot of dirt. Put <laughs> up <laughs> a lot of dirt. Coming in turn one, when you get when you get, hit, when you get
0: her and all of her friends together.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry.
0: She would be progressing. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, ah, it's a word.
0: <laughs> um. So, in an interview with Bloomberg News on Wednesday, Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, had said that she uh she made the oh she made the car purchase okay so have got to read the whole sentence here she made the car purchase uh, it was uh, the only electric vehicle she could get from new york to washington on one or one and a half charges uh, now she said she would love to switch um, i don't know why you would switch because i hear that they're rather nice
3: vehicles um
0: i can't afford one but
3: elon's a big bully hurt her
0: um, <laughs> just let her run everywhere. <laughs> well, I think my response is,
3: yeah. yeah. No one
0: cares. <laughs> no one cares.
1: No one cares. You know, it's kind of hard to say Green New Deal and Tesla in the same sentence. I'm sorry. Um, for the simple fact that they don't take into consideration, I don't know, how the electricity is produced or the lithium mines that are yeah. being through, or, and how those...
3: And all the diesel it takes to mine all that. And, and the rare
1: earth metals that <laughs> soak into the water and yeah. blast through the air that kill all the locals and give them cancer and things like that. Oh, my goodness. Not to
0: mention clean, beautiful coal. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so moving on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lori, you've got to laugh out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, moving on uh, in, our, in our final article of the night, I couldn't pass this up, uh, coming from the Daily Wire. Uh, Janet Yellen, uh, poddling herself, uh, Janet Yellen uh, admits that she was, quote, wrong about inflation being, quote, a small risk. Uh, it's pretty rare for a member of the Biden administration, let alone the federal government, to admit when they were wrong about something. But on Tuesday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen Confessed that she was "quote wrong" about inflation when she uh, when she said it in 2021, and it was only a "quote small risk."
4: Mm. Uh,
0: Tuesday evening, <laughs> Yellen told CNN Wolf uh, CNN's Wolf Blitzer, "There's some good news uh, that her prediction was incorrect due to unpredictable shocks to the market that she didn't fully understand." You did see who was in the White House,
1: right? You did see how big the checks were that were going out the door, right? You did see that you
0: were printing more money. Let me just put a bunch of money into like a wheelbarrow and go down and get me a loaf of bread.
1: She's never heard of the Federal Reserve. It's okay. It's not not a major component of anything.
0: Sorry, I thought that was common knowledge. I must suffer from CS. I mean, common sense. Um, So, well... (laughs) Look, uh, quote, well, uh, she says, well, quote, uh, we'll look at the I think I was wrong, she said, uh, that uh, then about the path of inflation and, and what it would take. Uh, she uh, said, had stated to Blitzer, and uh, he played a clip of her uh, misguided assessment of the economy. Um, uh, as I mentioned, she said, uh, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy printing money, um, <laughs> that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, uh, fully un- understand what's not to understand. I, I, I'm a lot of lost there. But <laughs> we recognize that now. Too little, too late. Sterling, jump in here, man. Was she yelling?
1: No. 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 Don't do it. Don't do it. No, Sterling. Do it. Bo. Oh. <laughs> we'll go back to Sterling. We'll let him compose himself. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: he was getting worked up a little bit too much there. We had to settle him down. Is
3: that what that was? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about this uh, these rising gas prices and this unforeseen imaginary thing uh, that, we, that we could not have uh, foretold last year? of inflation?
3: Well, if you study economics at all, it's pretty obvious that... She's you,
0: supposed to be professional, by the way.
3: ...you are going to stack inflation on top of inflation if you start giving out free money. Start printing. <laughs> I mean, it all, it all... History reveals that high inflation is the result of those activities. Right. What makes them think they have the market cornered on? It's going to be different. No, it's the same. Right. Economics is economics. That's how it works. Yeah, there are
1: laws of, of economics. Yeah, and, <laughs> and what kills me is that people don't. And I I've preached this several times on my own show. I've said it on this show. Uh, There's so many people out there who believe that prices just go up. And prices are going up because that particular tangible good costs that much more. But mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that that tangible good costs more because of that tangible good. You also have to look at the fact that your money is now worth less than what it has a print, what printed value is on it. So when you're paying five dollars for a gallon of gas, it isn't necessarily that the gas itself is worth five dollars. It's that your dollar is now worth eighty cents. Yeah. So that's why you're paying more because your money is worth less because there's so much in circulation. Um, I can go off the rails on this conversation. Certainly.
0: Well, not only that, but you know, I got
3: a real good book by Thomas Sowell. Own it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great
0: reference. I I, I, I I love love that guy. Watching his videos, re- reading anything that he's written. I'll, I'll um, read you some books, certainly. Um, but you know these gas prices, the the those uh, you know those being driven up because of the inflation, just like you said, and then that in turn t- causes pains on the trucking industry because they're trying to get your goods to you um, as best they can, and well they're they're feeling it too, and it's like, well, where do we pass this? paying on to because they can't keep it. Like they can't keep eating it.
1: They can't absorb it.
0: Um, they can't absorb it. Right. Uh, thank you, Alan, for the better terminology there. Um, I, I do appreciate it. Um, so but nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, because what I had said maybe could have been misconstrued. So, yeah, they can't. They cannot absorb it. Um, and so then they pass it on to you, the consumer.
1: Or they pass it on to the company who's now making your product. Because those people have to get raw goods, raw materials, right? So you're getting it on every single angle. You're just taking it on the chin, and we have ways of accessing more fuel. We have ways of dropping the taxes, the incredibly high tax that we actually pay on fuel, uh, both federally and stateside, in each state, I should say. Not stateside, but, um, but they won't drop it. They won't drop these taxes, even temporarily, to give us a reprieve. They keep voting them down. I mean, even here in Indiana, it happened last week. It was voted down. We could have knocked fifty-two cents off of each gallon, and that's a based on a percentage. So this week, when gas went up, we're we're probably at sixty percent. Uh, sorry, sixty cents per gallon that we're paying that are tax. It's just tax dollars going out, but they said no, no. We're going to keep it in place. And and while I am libertarian and I know everyone at this table is mostly Republican, that I was shocked to know that here in Indiana, the Republicans were the ones who struck it down. And I was very shocked at that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're paying all of this tax, and it's so much easier for them to say, hey, look, you know, let's just, for a month, let's let it go. They won't do it.
0: You know what I, what I think could could help fix this is if uh, if uh, Mr. Chris Farley was still alive, he could go down to the White House and uh, he could uh, tell Mr. Biden uh, to his
4: face, he'd say, you know, my name is Matt Foley. <laughs> I'm a motivational speaker. I'm 35 years old. I'm divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Now, uh, you might want to ask yourself, how do I get my van from where I am out down by the river to I don't know my place of employment? Well, I go to the gas pump, and I pay way too much. And you could just fix that. It, it would be fantastic. Because what you're doing right now amounts to jack squat.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I'm so happy you brought that up. I, don't know if I saw someone, someone referenced that. That down by the river showed him, you know, talking about it being in a van down by the river. And then showed a brand new, like, mini RV, which is a van. It's essentially one of those micro homes Mm -hmm. built into a van. And they showed, like, a price tag of, like, $75,000. And it's like, Chris Farley used to live in a van down by the river. Now no one can afford to live in a van (laughs) down by the river.
0: (laughs) You know what else he might say? Can I borrow your glasses for just a second?
1: Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) Bo, Bo, you're going to have to watch this later. <laughs> yeah, I can't see yeah. it now.
3: <laughs> I, I'm like seriously blind as a bet.
4: So uh, you think you're the president of the United States there, huh? Well, le- hey, uh, hey, Bo, I can't see too good. Uh, does that look like Barack Obama to you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm done with it.
1: <laughs> so Sterling. Yes, Sterling. We bought you some time.
3: My ears hurt. Yeah. My you're ears. welcome. But this year's going. It's a sad day when you look at gas prices and it's only gone down like three or four cents and you're you're, you're celebrating with parties. So That's yeah, it's incredible.
1: You know, yeah. all last week I filled up every single evening after work trying to just top off, top off, top off, expecting for it to spike on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And then when we got there and it went down a little bit, I was like, OK, we're good. I got all the way down to a quarter of a tank. Then the day after Memorial Day, it spiked. And I was
3: 50 like, cents or whatever "Are you was.
1: kidding me? I was better at playing the stock market than this." <laughs> Jack squat. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I saved your ears this time, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just yeah. couldn't resist. I thought I thought that uh, I th- thought Mr. Farley could uh, sum it up for us pretty nicely. Um,
3: yeah, he did. Uh, I just don't think anybody's going to hear it.
1: Yes Double up on prayer
0: Double up on prayer, that's right So, Bo, if you'll bring us home with some prayer
3: We'll do it Lord, we just thank you for this day Thank you for this evening that we get to get together And just talk about life And experience each other And understand each other's thoughts on different subjects Lord, we, we love being able to have discussion Lord, we know that You are the keeper of all the conversations. You help us to discern right from wrong. And, God, I pray that you just continue to work in our lives. Show us your presence, God. Special shout-out to Louie. Louie, we love you. We do. Praying for you, my friend. Pray that whatever's heavy on your heart, that you um, find some peace that you need. God, Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. Put your hand on Louie. Bless us all this evening as we go home. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen.
0: That was Bo Brummett, ladies and gentlemen. He brought the message this week. Right. Thank you for joining us, sir. Welcome. Um, once again, another shout-out to Louie Rodriguez. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I know he had a personal matter and he had to step away. So uh, shout-out to you. Check out Rodriguez Rants for sure. Um, Sterling, thank you for joining us for the, for the, the chip-ins that you did. And uh, uh, Sterling,
3: you're the man, and I don't mean the kind that represses me and holds me down. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, (laughs)
0: like, oh, shucks. Um, (laughs) so thank you for joining us. Thanks Uh, for having me, (laughs) (laughs) it's always a pleasure. Uh, and then you know him, you love him, and certainly you're going to go watch all of his episodes back to back over and over again as he does the trumpet, yeah, (laughs) certainly. Host of Laughing Libertarian. Watch that big, beautiful show. Alan McFarlane.
1: Thanks, everyone. Thank you for Thanks joining so us. The show.
0: And I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. We'll see you next week.
1: See you then.